Dusty, what's the one book you can always find in our car when we're on a trip? Honestly, Mike, it is usually a Moon travel guide. That's right. Moon is our favorite travel guidebook publisher because not only are they a source for ethical travel and the best ways to get away, but their books also are packed full of information on everything from sites to see, trails to hike, restaurants, and lodging, all from real authors who are local to the areas they're writing about. That's right. And we're so excited that this year we are again partnering with Moon Travel Guides. Ready to cross something off your travel bucket list in 2024? Have a lot of great ideas for trips, but don't know how to get started or keep your itinerary organized? Wherever your wanderings might take you or inspire you to go, Moon Travel has you covered. Moon Travel is the travel guidebook publisher for ethical travel. Don't spend months trying to craft the perfect getaway when you can do it all with Moon. Whether you're headed abroad, planning to take to the open road, or want to wander the trails of a national park, make sure to pack a Moon Travel Guide with you. Through the end of 2024, our listeners can get 20% off any Moon Travel Guide when they use the code GAZE20 at checkout. That's amazing. And that is code GAZE24, G-A-Z-E-2-4 for 20% off any Moon travel guide in Moon's entire library. And that is just for our listeners, and you cannot find that anywhere else. Be sure to visit Moon.com. Head to our show notes and check it out and see Moon's entire collection of travel guidebooks. It's wedding season. That it is. So many weddings. So many weddings. How many weddings do you have this fall, Mike? Not as many weddings as I just made it sound. <laughs> I have two weddings right now this fall, and they are very, very close friends. I have three weddings this fall. You do. And tell me, you're coming to um, two of our weddings. Two yeah. of the weddings that I'm also two going to. Two of the weddings to, that you're they going are to. The I'm same also friends. Going. Yeah, same friends. Yes. Yep. Lots of wedding things happening. Lots um, of wedding things happening. What is your favorite thing about weddings, Mike? Dancing. Oh my God, yes. Yeah, all of the dancing. All of the dancing. Yes. What is required for a successful dancing experience at a wedding? I just feel like I'm amazed when I go to a wedding and there isn't success. I feel like it happens, well, it's happened to me I at least a like few times, when right? when it comes to wedding DJing, right. like, it's really all about the playlist. It is. And you know what? You just need like tunes that are exciting and fun that, right. you know, obviously the couple has like requested the kind of genres or whatever. Right. But like there's so many times where I feel like, especially as of late, have been trying to like prove themselves as like, I don't, I don't right. know what it is if they're trying to prove themselves as legitimate DJs. You're there for a service. Right. Which is... You got to keep people excited. Right. You got to keep people moving right. and you got to keep people right. dancing. And there are some essential songs that do that. Exactly. And I feel like it's all about placement of those songs throughout the evening. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about a wedding we were both out where at the time Uptown Funk was the most popular song. Totally. And when was it played at the wedding? Immediately. 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 I was like, we got to warm up into this one. It was very strange. It's like, okay. I want to dance with somebody by Whitney Houston. Mm-hmm. I really like if that song doesn't play at a wedding, right. like I don't consider that couple married. <laughs> I really don't because mm-hmm. like that song is just so fun, iconic and exciting. Right. I've heard it used to like, we've been trying to get people on the dance floor and right, people right, aren't. Right. And then now we're actually going to get some people on the dance floor right. or like we've been dancing a long time right. and now we're just going to like 
rock out. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about the remix that they do of it, because honestly, the song is fine on its own. It stands the test of time, and I don't need any sort of remix no. on top of it. No. Sorry. Or with like freaking bells and whistles. You Can know I the tell one I'm you talking about, something right? about that remix? Yeah. Okay. So when Whitney died, mm-hmm. everyone went and downloaded her music. Right. Because it was right before like streaming music was really big. You right, still right, had right. to pay for music. And her album that included that song mm-hmm. was not available on iTunes. Oh. And the only way you could get that song, I Want to Dance with Somebody, was uh, off of her Greatest Hits album. Gotcha. And the only recording of it they had was that remix. Ugh, terrible. So there was like a period of time where people actually could not access the original recording. Well, that is And I say shame. that from personal experience. <laughs> I did finally get my real recording of that right. song. And you finally admitted it to yourself. <laughs> I did, exactly. <laughs> right. um, so. What else is problematic when it comes to, like, wedding DJ stewardship? Um, I feel like you need to take requests. Yeah, I think like, so. you know, if you're a wedding DJ out there and you disagree, please let us know. But <laughs> I feel like if I'm a wedding DJ, like, I want to keep the crowd excited and right, moving right, right. and dancing and, like, like you also have to plan for like, okay, and now we have this like the cutting of the cake or right. we have like dessert is being served and it's like, or however it is and you have to manage all the different events that are happening. But the goal is to like keep joy very high. Right, exactly. And I feel like often people play music that like you can't actually dance to. No. Like I was at a wedding once and it was like, okay, so we were all dancing and it, everything was going good. And then suddenly it was like, we're going to play this Three Doors Down song. Oh, that's And I was kill. like, okay, Three Doors Down is fine, but like not on a dance floor, girl. Right. Like right. get your life. Yeah, I do feel like, so I feel like another thing that's like a potential go awry part of a wedding DJ's stewardship is not knowing how to read the room. Oh. and. Like, I think that has happened to us more than a few times more where than a few. it's like, no, honey, like people are excited. Why did you just pump the brakes and slow it down? Like, oh, for real. There's like no transition. I also feel like there's no purpose for like a slow down song in a wedding unless it's like framed for a specific reason. Like, right. This is the first dance right. that we're doing, like that the mother and father are doing. And like, now join in. And now join in. Right. Or like this is, we're going to do this for so-and-so. We're honoring so-and-so who right. couldn't be here today or whatever. Or here's our final song of the or evening. Or here's our final song of the evening. Right, Though right, right. I, You don't like to end slow. I do not like to end yeah, slow. Yeah, neither do I. No, that thank puts you. a lot of pressure. No. Yeah. You need to end on a high note. Right, right, right. And if you are looking for a song, I recommend last dance by donna summer Mm -hmm. like make like the 70s discos and just play some donna summer exactly i also think that flow is a problem i feel like that's like something that is not considered a lot of the times and it will be like very choppy flow yeah it'll be like well here's this one type of song oh but here's another song that's totally different oh there goes everybody on the dance floor good luck and then, mm-hmm. like, it's like a yo-yo back and forth. Absolutely. Yeah. I guess that's where, like, a DJ's expertise would come in with how to, like, smoothly transition from one and song balance. to the other. And balance. And it's a tightrope walk, things. I think. It is. I mean, it's a skill and it's a talent. But I feel like at a wedding, it's like, you got to know your crowd. Right. You got to know your crowd. You got to just know the crowd.
I'm looking for adventure, wanna follow on the trail Or get a little lost and let the wind fill my sails Get up when the stars still fill the sky, don't wake the sun There's so much to be done, and the day has just begun Go where the postcards are real, you can feel You can open your eyes and open your heart when you get at the National Park. At the National Park. Follow you, I'll follow you Hello and welcome to the podcast. This is Gaze, Gaze at, at the, the National, National Parks. Parks. I'm Dusty. And I'm Mike. And this is episode four as we continue our journey through Bryce, Bryce Canyon. Canyon. Or as we have renamed it, Bryce, Bryce Rock, Rock Amphitheater. Amphitheater <laughs> because that is technically what it is. Right. This rock formation. Right, right, right. Right. Bryce Canyon is located in Utah. Mm-hmm. Who knew? Who knew? Right. Utah, who knew? That's I think our that's, slogan for the state. Right. right. I, we think they should adopt that mm-hmm. for their um, license plates. Mm-hmm. Utah, who knew? Right. I mean, it is one of the most spectacular visual places I've ever seen yes. in my life. Me too. I agree. Bryce Canyon is located right literally in the center of Utah mm, somewhere. Yeah, it's pretty pretty centralized um, in the southern part of the state. It's not too far from Zion National Park. Nope, about two hours. And I think it's about another two hours across the state to Moab. Maybe it was like three. Moab. Moab is where Arches is. Mm-hmm. And Canyonlands. So we have a tradition every time we go to a national park. Mm-hmm. And that is that we buy... We buy park badges. Yes. Um, which is something that, you know, I think we started, I guess that first time we went to Zion. That we was did. Like kind of like... We went to Zion and right. we were both like, what is something that, like, is there a thing that we could get? That right, is that's like small and that's also small. not like... it's like t-shirts are expensive and t-shirts are cute, but like eventually you're going to be like, okay, I'll save them to make a quilt. And then you're ne- you'll never make that quilt. Or they'll quilt. just become rags. Or they'll just become rags. Right. So we decided on these batches. Yeah, these Or patches, patches yep. whatever, we, whatever you decide mm-hmm. to call them. And it has still been like a fun curiosity of like, what are we going to do with these patches? Right, right. I have, I've posted this on our Instagram before. Yes. I have a frame and I keep all of them. I clip all of them inside and I um, was, rope across yeah, that frame. Yeah, and I haven't done anything with them yet because I really am trying to figure out what that will be like. My spare bedroom has a lot of like my travel stuff in it. like, yeah. And so it's, it'll probably go in there, but I'm just... I haven't really gotten around to it just yet. Yeah, I want to make sure that like it's sitting right. on a pile. They are sitting in a pile, <laughs> mm-hmm. just and waiting, to just waiting to have be creativity. Have creativity thrust upon them. Thrust upon them. Mm-hmm. And um, the interesting thing is that sometimes a park will have, depending on the park, multiple patches that you could purchase. But also, there are very many. Mo- I would say most of the parks we've gone to, right, would just have one. It's typically a like lot one of them stylized. only have one. Yeah. I mean, it really is just a matter of budget right and things i mean i think i found like the parks with more visitors right. have more patches right, designed right, right. for them and actually i wrote about this on our instagram but patches they came about because originally 
Yellowstone, which was the first national park, mm-hmm. they had Yellowstone badges, mm-hmm. and like it, like uh, park rangers would wear that, so you knew they worked for Yellowstone, right? And then as other parks were created, they also started adding more of those patches, right? And then after a few national parks were um, instituted, and NPS was formed, then NPS was formed. Mm-hmm. So national the National Park Service was formed after national parks had already been created. Mm-hmm. And so then now we have like this whole thing and they went very uniform, right. but they kept up with this tradition right. of giving Which each is awesome. park its own commemorative right. badge. Right. And you know, the, the, the badges or patches oftentimes are also recreated as like a pin. Oh, yeah. um, they may be on magnets. a t-shirt, magnets, you know, mugs, but we thought this was like the most creative and versatile like purchase because it could be used in a lot of different ways you know i feel like the national park service or just the national parks in general are doing really great at the merch Mm -hmm. i really enjoy the merch at they do have literally any national park i know when we talk about angels landing we'll talk about how i definitely like geeked out well no i definitely finished that hike so that i could like justify buying a (laughs) t-shirt and get a t-shirt and get a t-shirt right that's what i meant geeking out so today let's continue our our journey through Bryce Rock Amphitheater. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay. We had gotten to a point where on the trail, when we were on the Peekaboo Trail, and there was a sign that directed us to Bryce Point. I think that kind of said you could continue on the Peekaboo Trail if you'd gone one way, and then you could kind of like hike up towards Bryce Point. Is that right? Yeah, there was a sign, and you could see... Bryce Point right from there. Right. Which was, I mean, it felt like a million miles in the air at that point. <laughs> right. It was definitely like uh, standing there looking straight up going, oh, that's where we're going. Right. And we really couldn't even see at that point like where the path was going to lead us. It was no. kind of like you started off um, and you were on like a very, you know, a pretty good clip of an ascent for yeah. a little while. And that kind of wound, right? It we kind of wound so around windy. a little bit. We, I mean... When we were was, on the hike when up. When we were on the hike right. up. I mean, that hike up was... I mean, it wasn't, like, clear as far as, like, that's our destination. Right. And, right because but you couldn't really see so the path. so windy right. and, like... And by winding, I mean, like, it's winding around, like, embankments right. of, of canyon. And, right. like, you're, rock you're just... Rock amphitheater. Rock amphitheater. <laughs> and you're just, you know, walking through, and you're just at the will of the trail. Right. And you're like, mm. okay, well, this is where we're going now. And sometimes it was very steep. A lot of times it was very flat for right. a little while. Um, there was a lot of snow. A lot of snow. That's where we, I think, encountered most of, like, the treachery when it came to snow. And let me say, there was one section where it was like snow had like fallen down it right was like a it was snow like slide a, yeah like a landslide yeah if you fell like i mean the trail was literally just like jutting out from the wall at this point i think it was actually probably wider but just because all that snow was there there was like a there was a path that was cut by people right so it was like so you had you, a very narrow space of like compressed compact snow to walk upon which right exactly you know depending Again, we were in the shadow a lot of the time, so that could have iced over. Like we said, it was cold when we were there. So And so when you and I were walking, it was mm-hmm. like we got to that section, and I remember like there was this family, and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. Like, this is super treacherous. Right. Like, 
And it was. Because if you slipped and fell, like, you're you're tumbling down the side of right, this wall. Right. Like, down into a forest with other <sighs> snow. Right, right. And I watched this, I think he was, like, eight or nine-year-old yeah, kid. He was, who was just like, I'm just going to do it and I'm right. fine. And after that, I was like, okay, well, I need to get... <laughs> My shit Put on here. your big boy pants and let's do this. And do right. it. And so exactly. I did. Mr. Fearless over here. One thing I did notice again is the color shift. That, I think, was for me, visually as an artist, seeing the color change, especially going up Bryce Point, like that whole cliff face, that whole canyon wall or rocky oh, amphitheater yeah. wall, there was so much color change that was happening. So much color change. So, you know, eventually, it, that wasn't the first and only snow embankment we came across because the more we hiked up, there was another one, like... We hiked a little more, correct me if I'm wrong, and then we went sort of through an archway, yeah. right? There were lots, There's of, a, archways lots of archways that we like, made our or way like through. Or like bol- board holes you would through like, the wall. Yeah, turn a corner and it was like, you have to go through this right. archway so we or kinda, this tight yeah, hole I think or if whatever. We kind of <laughs> I think if we kind of got up, we got up to that one point and then you went through that hole and then you kind of banked back to the right and then there was more snow for us yeah. to go over. And that was a bigger field of snow. That I was remember. Like the, almost like 100 yards of snow to go over. Yes. I remember um, when we were walking up, I was like, this feels like the journey to Zordon in Power Rangers. <laughs> right. I mean, like that to me, at least is. Ay, ay, ay. Oh, right. no, Rangers. <laughs> exactly. That is what it felt like to me. It did. It was, it was very in reminiscent of that. In that section. Right. And, you know, so hiking up to the point there were all these switchbacks but they were not short switchbacks they were it was like hey you're gonna hike this way and then guess what you're turning around and going back the other way and up Mm -hmm. and so again we cross this big bank of snow and we turn, and that's when we're kind of starting to get a little closer to the top at and that like, point. We can and there's see Bryce points right. at that point. And that's when it actually is like that's when the snow is like deep. And I remember deep like and you're kind of like it's a little woodier up there too, right? Yeah. And that's when it was like, okay, I guess you might like actually put your foot through some snow here. You're not going to necessarily walk on top of everything. Yeah. They're really at that point, if I'm remembering correctly, there wasn't really a clear path. It was kind of like. Obviously, there was a path underneath. Obviously, people knew that. Yeah. But it was like the path you were following was people's footprints that had exactly. already traveled over the snow. And then it levels out. It and levels out. A little was, bit more like it was foresty. Foresty and very like serene up top. I it just was. remember like yeah. before getting to the like point itself, which was an incredible view. Like you kind of hit this forest. There were a few benches like were that were like hewn out of logs. Yeah. And... It was just very, very peaceful up there. It was shady, but it wasn't like in the shadow of anything at that point. It was just the trees providing shade. There was like ivy and like ground cover all over the place. It it was like, sorry, it sounds like I'm totally geeking out over nature here, and it's because I am. And it's fine. But it's like a landscaper's like wet dream. Well, like that's up there, because right? you know your favorite store is Christmas tree shops. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, so. So yeah, we hike, you know, we continue our journey up and eventually we hit the point. Yeah, we do get to yeah. Bryce Point, yeah. which so Bryce Point it's like this um uh it what is that? How it's kind of almost it? like I feel like it's a lookout point. It's a lookout point. It's it kind of actually does come to a point at the end of it. It, does. it narrows as you walk out on it. Um but it is like 
I feel like were there observation like um, you know like the little things that sometimes are at the boardwalk? Were, Did they yeah, have yeah. those? They had those, and they right. also had. I'm pretty sure I remember some placards telling they you did. about like what you were looking right, at. Right. What was special about Bryce Point was that it was built to go out into the open space from really high. So like you're walking out into the center of open space. Right. And we're much higher than where we started. Sunrise and Sunset Point are a little bit below 8,000 feet. Bryce Point's about 8,300 feet. Yeah. Um, And then the canyon level is, what was it? 7,400 feet. Okay, so we had kind of come, you know, we'd come up a decent, like about 700 feet from the bottom of the canyon. But I mean, you're also, again, like I said, we're raised about 400 feet in the air, higher than where we started. So the view is like, I mean... We thought originally, I think, that that view at Sunrise Sunset Point was incredible. And not that it wasn't, but oh, it, holy, it was incredible. Holy cow, but this like, Bryce Point um, view was right. one of the greatest views I've ever seen in my life. It just was so Easily. expansive. I mean, and that's too, like, this is where you see, like, atmospheric perspective, sort of, and things fading into space. And it was just, like, it was so incredible to see just the vastness of everything there. Absolutely. And again, you're kind of at this point, it is an overlook, so you really are getting like an incredible panorama here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I did walk out all the way to the edge of the point and stand there at the railing for a moment, but it was like my fear of heights was setting in really hard. I mean, the nice thing is, is that there were railings all Oh yeah, around. there are railings. Yeah. It's super safe. Right. But I just was like, I'm no, feeling not for me. Thank you. Very much like I'm gonna sit here at the center right. of this space and right. feel very good about it. Right. Meanwhile, I'm like, I'm hanging off the edge. Yes. <laughs> I'm taking photos. I'm leaning over right, the ledge right. and taking photos. I'm literally not doing that. No, but you, you would. You no, don't do that. No, that's like the work of crazy people. Yeah. Don't no, do that. Don't do that ever. I think I remember us being fairly tired at that point right and Um, so because we had made it all the way up and because it wasn't like a yosemite falls tire right where like you are going straight up and like feeling pain it was like there's so much beauty surrounding you and all of the incline was um gradual subtle and gradual yeah but then eventually like it caught up to you yeah i think so and so at that point it's kind of funny because, you know, you think this is like such a reward getting up to the top here. And then it's like, oh, there's a parking lot. There here. is a parking lot. Here. And there's like a tram that runs because there were some other points. Because we because um, there was I remember we sat there and we were like, huh, we could get on the tram and go back to the right. car. But it's only noon. Yeah. And we only have one day here. Right. So we're going to soldier on. But the only way to do that was to, to eat all the trail mix. Eat all of the trail mix. <laughs> yes. Eat all the trail mix and the snacks, which right. we did for like 20 minutes. Right. And just like kind of took it all in. And then um, the only way to continue was to go back, to go back down, down that exact same trail that we took up. It's time for Pentagram. And since we went with your choice last time, we're going to okay. go with my choice this okay, time, great. which is Miss Amy Adams. Oh, okay. Wonderful. So what um, five items are we going to put into a Pentagram to summon Amy Adams? I mean, that's a really good question. My first instinct is um, an Oscar nominee 
envelope because she's been nominated five times okay. and has never won. Um, I feel like... And, Which is a tragedy. Right, it is. And I feel like I'm going to say this and correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. I feel like we should put John Hamm in the pentagram because was, correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't John Hamm her teacher in high school? No, that was Ellie Kemper. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, there you corrected me if I was wrong. And so there it is. So I retract my one item from the pentagram. I knew that it was a redhead and I just couldn't remember which one. So watch my voice get defensive here because it will. (laughs) Get defensive because we need to to not mistake Amy Adams with anyone else. Right, right, right. I feel Um, like I'm going to put in. So let me have my item. Have your item. Okay. Back to you. I feel like I want to put in the script from drop dead gorgeous because it's her first film yeah i was gonna say like a tiara or something right to right like right r- reference and that god movie. drop dead gorgeous oh what, my a, god. what a beautiful gem what a beautiful gem of given a movie. to the world thank you for that gift mm-hmm. who, like the people who made that film we just thank you yes i also want to put in one of this like round language symbols from arrival mm. that um not jeremy renner no <laughs> <laughs> um that was used so often. Right, right, right. I think that was pretty iconic of her career. Right. I feel like I'm going to put in some teeth from... Mm. (laughs) I was going to say... sharp objects. Are we going to put in a sharp object? Right, right, Um, right. Great. So the teeth are the the sharp object. The teeth of sharp objects. Those who finish sharp objects... Sorry, spoiler alert, everybody. Um, Is it, though? No. Guess, find where those teeth come in. Find where those teeth come in. Yeah, you'll feel. You'll see it. Um, and then, um, what is our final item? Um, I think I would like to put in, um, I, I'm going to put in a Giselle doll from Enchanted. Okay, great. Like, a I, movie I'm, I have not seen, but I hear Are you kidding? Things. I know. It's wonderful. I know. Okay, we have to add that to your list of things you have to see. Lots of movies. Lots that of could be movies. a whole conversation for this. <laughs> yeah, another day, another yeah. time. And for you too. I have yeah. I have fewer on that list yeah, than yeah, you yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yes, so there we go. And hopefully Pentagram. we have summoned Amy Adams. Right. Okay, so we're hiking back down um, from Bryce Point and we're back on the Peekaboo Trail mm-hmm. and we're headed back down now. We essentially end up in like the same spot we were in when we saw it, but instead of like veering off to the left, we veer off to the right. Cause I'm pretty sure, sure. it was a little bit of a loop. Whatever that direction was back Whatever then. that direction right. was. Right. Yeah. But we do, you know, we come back down again. There were a lot of people at the top of Bryce point, but a lot of people seem to have driven up there because even when we were hiking up, it was maybe like a handful that we saw. Oh yeah. I there think. weren't a ton of And even going down, maybe like five people we saw kind of heading up that trail. And I just want to reiterate, like, it is, like, full alien world at every turn. Exactly. At every, like, um, uh, corner of this place. I mean, it is spectacularly strange. Right. Is how I would describe Bryce Canyon. So we're making our way back down, and we get to that part, and we veer off. Then it flattens out for a little while. Yeah, I mean, again, it still feels very labyrinthine. It's like a giant maze, like a very fun maze. I mean, that's the great thing about the national parks. When we talk about arches, one of my personal favorite hikes is at arches, but this also was a lot of fun. It it felt like an adventure. Um, this totally felt like an right. adventure. Like I felt completely submerged in another world exactly. being in Bryce Canyon, 
Whereas other parks feel like there's like a spectacular thing that you journey up to. But like Bryce actually felt like a submersion into another yeah, strange planet. Like, yeah. And I, I mean, we've talked about like payoffs for hikes in the past and not that Bryce Point wasn't a payoff because Lord, it was, it was beautiful up Absolutely. there. Absolutely. But I really do feel like the journey was more of the exciting thing exactly. here. Like it and was how fully immersive. Right. It was to see all right. of this. Right. I mean, I have never seen anything like this right. in my life. Right. And not that I've seen a ton, right. but it is the in your strangest twenty-two years on this planet. In my yes, <laughs> in my my twenty-two years on this right. planet. Uh huh. Which is not true. I'm not twenty-two. No, no. eighty-two. Eighty-two. <laughs> Any exactly. hikes? It's amazing. I know. Yep. I know, and I have really great moisturizer. <laughs> it's true. Keeps them. So young. there is a really famous landmark yeah. in Bryce Canyon or Bryce Amphitheater called um, the Windows. The Windows, right. which are hoodoos that are connected at the top so it looks like they have holes through the middle of them right. and they look like windows. Right. And that was when we finally passed those. Right. So we hiked a little bit past our, our point at the crossroads of where we would have gone up to Bryce Point and where the Peekaboo Trail intersected with that and again meandered around a little bit and came to those windows which it was really incredible to see. It's like a, It literally is like a wall and again it's got that drip castle feel to mm-hmm. it but then there are spaces in those in that wall. And again, the, the color was different there. It was like a very dusty sort of yellow. And now... Corn flowery. And now let's also acknowledge that like the lighting is different because now we're at like midday. Right. So the light hmm. that we're seeing everything and the color we're receiving at the beginning of the hike is different now than it is... Um, than it was then at the beginning because right. because of the angle of lighting. Right, exactly. That's that's true. We've passed our, our early magic hour um, and now we are in midday light. We so, did. Right. There are so many photos I have taken of something at like dawn light and then it taken the same thing again at like midday light and it's just like the light at dawn is so much better. Are we talking just about generally in life, not I'm in ta- Bryce Canyon? Well, I'm uh, in Bryce Canyon, but also like in other national right, parks right, we have right. traveled. It's just like I end up, you know, the photo from the photo from that angled light in right. the morning is just just it's highlights the natural friends. features. Exactly. It's a photographer's friend that hike early and hike often. That's right. Yeah. And that day I was a photographer. <laughs> so Right. So, I mean, we continue on past the windows and it, again, it's windy path. We're going through some like kind of, I don't I hesitate to call them slot canyons, but they are very narrow passageways yeah. through things. And you're getting, again, we're still kind of at a higher vantage than when we were really low on the Peekaboo Trail. And so I feel like we were seeing a lot more of the canyon too, just yeah. from different angles, which just is cool. Just from different angles. And I felt like more so than any other place, Bryce Canyon was giving us like, at still, like here we are on this other part of the same trail, but we're still seeing something new at every single turn. Right. And like we turn here and it's like now we're going up and then now we're going down and now we're in, now we're surrounded by hoodoos, now we're surrounded by forests, right. now we're looking at hoodoos from this other side. And, and there's was, some snow and, you know, here we are s- like going up a switchback and kind of back up into a canyon and then down into a canyon. Like it was, it was like up and down all over the place. It was such a fun maze to navigate. Yes, it totally was. And eventually what happens is we we meet back up with the, kind of like the Peekaboo Trail Close to the Navajo Trail where right, we right. originally came down. Yeah. Um, and we decided, because we were like feeling 
a fearless and like um, superheroes at that moment right. because we had been hiking flat stuff for the most part of that latter part of the Peekaboo Trail. Right. We were like, you know what? Let's just end by going through the Queen's Garden section of this, which is another trail. Like right. You could, you, the Queen's Garden like will take you up to the rim. And so we were like, we'll see another part and then we'll leave. Right. But, um, and the Queen's Garden Trail, is it considered strenuous or moderate? I can't remember. I feel like... Hold on. I'm going to find that out right now. Okay, great. Okay, I just found our information that we need. And um, the Queen's Garden Trail is considered easy. Great. Which I find laughable because um, it was anything but easy at on that day at that point. I think we were just tired, we, though, too. I mean, we were so tired. I think we hit our walls, like, right in between the Navajo and the Queen's Trail when I we mean, saw on Peekaboo. You did, and, and I had been corroding the whole time. <laughs> right. And I think it was like, all right, this has been spectacular. It's so amazing. But my feet are tired, They were. I am exhausted. So this is what I remember about, like going up the Queen's Garden Trail is I was like, okay, we're back here. We're like, I know like we're not too like far from the rim. We don't have much um, elevation gain um, to get back up. But um, so we're making our way around. And for the most part, it was just gradual uphill. But even at that point, gradual uphill felt. Oh God, I do remember us feeling like we wanted to die wanted to die i like, do remember there we being like so a very tired. long now sort of we're straight in, like, shot we have hiked 15 right, miles right. today and so we get to the um we get to that part of the queen's garden trail and it's like you can you can see like, the rim you can vaguely see the rim right. and you're like it's just up there <laughs> but it was i mean i remember we got to this one point where it was like okay now we have to go back up five switchbacks right and i I looked at them and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this today. Right. I was so tired. Right. My legs were so exhausted. And there were. And then I think I like bent forward and just like blazed up five right. switchbacks. I think and then we I did got, like have weird angles to our we bodies did. as we were hiking we were that so, last part. Yeah. I definitely did feel like one of those like super marathon runners, like at the end of like running some like extremely long, like, right. like, 50 to 100 mile stint and like your body just wants to collapse like that's what I felt then and that day and then I remember we got up those four switchbacks and we still were not to the rim no no, there was, there like was a more long, to do. Long, and there straight were more shot. Switchbacks that was to like go up. It was very like gradual, but still, again, everything hurt at that point. Everything hurt. Right. We we finally get back up to the rim, and then we had to. There was. I remember some confusion over like, wait, where did we come in? Right, where did we park? We can't remember, like, do we need to turn right here? Do we need to turn left at the rim? There were a lot of paths that kind of led up to it. So it was kind of like, oh, well, shoot, where? There wasn't anything really recognizable about the path we came up. Right. So it was like, well, we need to get back to the general store. Let's find the general store. Right. And... I think we finally did. And then we get back to the car and I just remember like throwing my hiking boots off. Right. I was like, get these off of my feet. And right. Give me like, I, and I just rode in the car with out shoes. Well, I think, I mean, we, we did a few things before that we did like go into the general store. So I think we did like get out of, that's also high pro tip. 
bring along sneakers too because once you're done hiking, oh all God. you want to do is take off those, take hiking, off those boots hiking boots and put and on then... sneakers. Or if you're yes. not the one that's driving the car, just take your shoes off in general and be in your socks because there is nothing more comfortable in the world at that point in oh your life God, yeah. and than you just know being what? in socks. And you have to at this point with like, if you're traveling with someone else, um, you just have to be like, go like, yeah, feet smell. And yeah, the feet, yeah. everybody's feet are going to smell at the end yeah. of the day. I mean, there are worse things that smell in a car. So I mean, if you want to like bring some sort of aerosol, something to try and take care of that, it all. but you know what? It is going to be what it is. Right. So just embrace it. Embrace it all. So yeah, I mean, we get we get up to the general store. We, I think, change out of our shoes and everything. It's a lot more busy at this point because it's, yeah. it's probably close to three at this point in oh, the yeah, afternoon. Easily. And we'd been hiking since seven. So it was a, it was a pretty long day. It was an eight-hour day of hiking kind of straight through easily. with like minimal stops. Um, and only trail mix. And I think we, we called, you know, respective parents and just oh, said yeah. hello and kind of like checked in. And did our did our little shopping in the general store. We did. What happened? There was something funny that happened at the register of the general store, and I can't remember what it was. Am I misremembering that? I feel like there was like something really funny with those kids that were like behind us in line. There was, was like was a happening? family. I can't remember. This is they, such great content. I know, right? right? Now. Wow. They had like a really funny conversation, and I feel like it was about gay people and like. But really? maybe I'm just making that up. No, 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 no. This is sounding familiar. <laughs> it is. But oh. like, it wasn't anything bad. It was just like, oh, no, it wasn't. Listening to them was utter hilarity. And I think it also could have been like, I was punch drunk at this point in the oh, day. So I remember everything this. was funny. Hold up. No, I remember this because I was walking to the back to get right. a Diet Coke because that is my life. And then I was heading back and you were like, you gave me this look like you need to listen to what is happening here. <laughs> right. I know. Sorry. This is like, you know, just us being like, you know, the worst senile right <laughs> in our memories. We cannot remember this right. conversation. But anyway, there was some like little bit of hilarity that happened in the general store. If it was funnier, obviously we would have like dog-eared it and it would have been. I guess so. We would have remembered it, whatever. Anyway. Um, but you know what? We can't remember everything. We can't remember everything. But so we do remember the feeling Bryce Canyon gave us. And it was a beautiful feeling. And with that, let's take another break. Drag queens, drag queens, drag queens. Yes, your favorite thing in the world. That's my, right. Yeah. Actually, it used to be my most fearful thing in the world. I think what I really enjoy about it, though, is the puns of the names. Like, oh, that is so just satisfying. Like, I mean, and drag queens are less of like an anxiety giver to me now. Yes. I don't know why. That's like a purely psychosomatic, like, should totally. probably like sit down with a therapist and talk about why drag queens gave me anxiety. But I um, think perhaps if I might dive in. Oh, go dive in. I think they are a like a very sort of proud, confident, um, beautiful representation of perhaps something inside of you mm. that you acknowledged and right. perhaps feared at a time when you were much younger. Okay. And then they were like loudly representing that right. thing that you didn't want to acknowledge in yourself. Right. 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 Psychoanalysts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it was my love of color that you're talking about. It was your love of color. My love of color. Um, you know, I think it would be nice to quickly share, like, what our personal chosen drag names are. Oh, okay, sure, great. Yeah. So, what is your drag name, Mike? Um, my name is Miss Tara Card, and yes. that is because I am a reader of oracle and tarot cards. Um, and angel cards. And angel cards. Um, I also have another drag name that 
seriously got dragged by a lot of people. But I love it. It's an art history reference. So it's Renaissance bust. Yeah. Um, so Renaissance bust. Yeah. Um, for those of you but out there listening, she would be a queen that without would, breasts. Without breasts. Right. Renaissance bust. Exactly. Right. And I wanted i am obsessed with american history like um you should see me going to museums in philadelphia and just crying um i've been there (laughs) you've been there right um so i wanted mine to be an american history reference Mm. so mine is amanda finesse destiny ah it's so good yeah Mm -hmm. i really like it Mm -hmm. she's like a giant ball gown queen that loves america right like a la liberty bell on glow but a little bit more um like southern and proper well, I think she's, um, Amanda is like, a, Amanda, which is also a drag name by itself. Right. Just the word Amanda. Amanda right. Um, th- I think Amanda is also sort of a, um, my reference to just like that um, drop dead gorgeous mm-hmm. pageant where gotcha. like, every year was right. a, an Americana right. theme. Right. By America. Right. Mm-hmm. So. What queen are we talking about today? We're actually going to talk about two queens today. Two other queens that are not ourselves. Two other queens that are not ourselves. Because we uh, were at Sunrise and Sunset Point in Uh Bryce Canyon. The queens we're talking about today are Tilda Morning and Tilda Evening. You know, I love the name Tilda. Mm -hmm. I mean, thank you, Tilda Swinton, Mm -hmm. for like giving us the great person to like associate that with. Not that there aren't lovely other people named Tilda out there, sure. But Tilda Morning and Mm -hmm. Tilda Evening, I feel like my initial instinct with these two drag queens are that they are um, like twins. Oh, they're a double act. Oh, they're a double, like they're like a Roxy like Velma situation, uh-huh. like one in a black mm-hmm. like sequin dress oh, yeah. and one in a white sequin dress. My sister and I had an act that exactly. couldn't flop. See, Second time, two episodes. Sec- Chicago two episodes. is just coming in. But I feel like Tilda Morning is butterflies mm. and sunshine mm. and flowers. Okay. I feel like Tilda Evening is like vamp. Like she's like a total, total vamp. Like, like I vamp. think she is like dark and like the the... I mean, I think it's, let's not, um, let's lean into what the names are giving us. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Oh, definitely. So, um, no, I do feel like, or, or is it just one drag queen? And like, if she has gigs in like at brunch, she's till the morning. And if she has gigs in the evening, she's till the evening. I like that a lot. Oh, it's like a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde sort of situation here. Boom. Or like. Good place, Janet. Bad place, oh, Janet. Oh, yeah. That's a good place reference <laughs> that for is a good anybody who watches that show. And if you haven't, you should. It's wonderful. But Plugging yeah, that, right. that, oh, I really dig that. Yeah, okay, I like that too. What is her sort of go-to song as Tilda Morning to lip sync? Oh, um... I think it's I th- My Baby Takes the Morning Train. Okay, I also think Good Morning Starshine, The Earth Says Hello. Oh, interesting. You twinkle up above, we twinkle mm-hmm. below. I think very that would be cool. like very like wholesome kind of very like, wholesome. She's right. a, I think Tilda Morning is a very sort of um, like sweet sort of like hippie right like like kindergarten teacher yes. type of drag Miss queen. Lippy from yes exactly um, Billy Madison and exactly. then Tilda Evening oh Tilda Evening is like Tilda Evening I think rocks she's her, oh, her yeah. world I and think one of her she rides iconic hard. songs is like um. Cher's cover of Gimme, Gimme, Gimme a Man mm. After Midnight. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. I just wanted to, like a night reference. In right. Song I that think that's was... good. I feel like she could also be a candidate for like some, um, not that she would lip sync to this, but I feel like a little bat out of hell by meatloaf would be like in her Ooh, like very intro sort of music. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some, I think, some dark may, forces. And she would probably like enter on a motorcycle right. in the way that like meatloaf oh, entered right. on a motorcycle in Rocky Horror. Oh, right. She is a night creature. So oh, I do feel is. like all of her song references and all like, all of her wardrobe choices are very inspired by like night creature. Right. I feel very like an Elvira vibe from her. Totally. Like, that's what I'm getting from her. And a Morticia, Elvira, Sheriff, I could turn back time all mashed into one. Mm-hmm. I love it. I so, love it. And she's, she, and it is like the same girl. Right. And I love that. That's perfect. So ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, Miss Tilda, Tilda Morning, Morning and, and Miss Tilda, Tilda Evening. evening. Okay, so we finally head out of um, Bryce Canyon. Right, which I think if we had planned better, had more time, were keen on camping, probably would have stayed the night there or close to there. Yeah. <clears throat> Only because where we stayed was like about was, an hour away, it was right? like 45 minutes out. Yeah. So it would have been great to kind of go back and really see the, see the stars. stars and really enjoy it. And it that's like, been. that's a, like a little bit of a regrettable thing. I think we were just so tired that we were yeah. kind of like, just feed me and mm-hmm. put me to bed. Exactly. <laughs> right. So we drive out and we continue down. Like we have to drive like 10 miles back to a major road. Right. And by major road, it's a two lane highway. And then we, we pass through all those like little main left, street towns. And so we yeah. had to go right this time. So right. we go right and then we end up in like what is essentially the closest town. Right. And we find a restaurant that also is a gas station. Right. And we, <laughs> that sounds like it's bad, but it's not. But it it's was not. actually it was a great restaurant. A functional, it was, yeah, a functional little yeah. restaurant that had like a deli attached to it too. Yeah. There was like I mean, it was like this one place that was like a sit-down restaurant. It was a to-go deli kind of place. And also... Fahira uh, to-go. Fahira to-go with another great drag queen. Um, And then also a gas station. So we we parked and we like sat down and we ate. We were like, bring us all of the food on the menu. Right, right, right. All the eggs and bacon you have. (laughs) All of the eggs and bacon. Right. Yeah. And that is when you... um, freaked you, like, out queened out on me right. for a moment and you were like send me all of your pictures that you were taking i want to see them no, right particularly they were you were specifically asking about pictures of yourself that i had taken right talk about vain here folks talk about vanity right vanity plates another great drag vanity queen plate. the um but yeah no i had taken a whole bunch of i was exploring portrait, with portrait mode, mode photos because as i said i was the photographer right. and they were beautiful and, and you know what sometimes you need photos for dating need, profiles you need photos and sometimes for whatever you, you need want photos for other things exactly exactly and you're a beautiful dude who deserves your beautiful photos well i'll just blush over here even though you can't see it there you go there you go so i um so yeah i did i think all like <laughs> right. 25 of send them. me all of those photos where are they <laughs> literally that was right. you yeah exactly and i was like girl you get to calm down at this time <laughs> i was like i was having like we a are tantrum sitting here in a rest we are the right. only people in this restaurant because it was also a weird time so i think we were kind of like oh damn will they serve us because it was like kind of between because lunch and gay. dinner 
Yeah, because we're gay. <laughs> yes, no, no there's no kidding. homophobia on no, our travels. All. No. Except for maybe what those kids were saying in the general store, but I can't remember. Um, But no, I don't think it was. I don't no, recall that. I don't anyway, remember. Anyway, so, the, um, so we eat at this place. It was lovely, wonderful, great restaurant. Right. And then... Um, and then we had to like head over and check into our hotel. Right, which we on the way kind of passed um, Capitol Reef, which is another national park. national park in Utah, and it's the only one in Utah we didn't do because we we didn't really plan. Like there were other fish to fry on this trip, and yeah. we were really like struggled with what do we cut out, um, and that was a really tricky thing. So you know, we kind of continued to drive, and we end up at. Our hotel. So we end typically, up at our hotel. typically, what we do, and we've mentioned this before, is we Airbnb because it's inexpensive. It works out usually beautifully, um, and it's lovely. And we've had some really lovely Airbnb experiences. And there just weren't many Airbnb options it's around desolate. here. So, desolate. So we had to stay in this hotel, and it was clearly like it was the only place to stay for right, anybody. Right. And literally, Grand Staircase, which is a national monument, which just got decreased in size for reasons. That we, we won't get we into, won't get right, into now, right now. Yes, um, that was literally down the road from the hotel. Yeah. So, so we're staying at this place, and um, I was like, so we we pull up, we park, and we get out, and we're like, well, let's go into the lobby. But it's not a lobby; it is it's a convenience store. It's a convenience. store. I don't know what I just said, but it wasn't uh, convenience. You said store. a convenience <laughs> store, right? So, um, we it was a convenience store, and I was like, hi, is this where we check in? Right for the hotel right they were like yeah it is and it was this like high school kid right and then he was i remember like asked a lot of questions he was like so um are the two of you hiking or the two of you traveling together we were like yep 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 and he was like and it's one room and uh, and i'm like Yep, it is one we're right. sharing a room. At, you know, he was like um, confused but curious. Confused but curious is <laughs> right. a great way to describe right. that. And then we go up to the room and we just collapse. Well, let's talk about the room a little bit. Okay. So, you know, in planning this, our first trip, and again, we're kind of bumping all over the place when we do our podcasts as far as talking about yeah. you know what parks are at and what trip we're on. But in planning this on our first trip, we were like, all right, we have some Airbnb set up. Let's get a hotel. And Dusty, in his infinite wisdom, was like, I'm going to get a hotel that has a jacuzzi in it because we're going to be sore after three days of hiking. Exactly. And I what a beautiful idea it was. So we walk into the room, and the room is the most awkward like setup that I've ever seen. Yeah, because so typically like in a hotel room, right? You walk in, the bathroom is on the right or left. Right. And um but which was true. There right. was a bathroom on the right. right or left and it had on the right a toilet and, <laughs> and a, shower. a shower. And then you walk into the bedroom. But no sink. Area, but there was no, no sink, sink in there. On the outside of the room was the sink and, and the hot literally tub. next to the bed. Like five was steps from the bed. Was the hot tub. Right. Which was, like, could really only fit one of us. Because we were, like, we're both we're like, tall over people. six feet people. Right. And so, like... Over we're... six feet people. <laughs> I'm going to describe myself as that from now on. I'm an over six feet person. Exactly. Um, so, 
uh, but we were like, we're going to make this work. So we just like right. bundled ourselves into this. I think um, we did some alternating too. Like, so I think one of us sat in the tub fully while somebody like, I remember sitting on the ledge and soaking my calves. Yes. And then like you got soaking out my soaking my calves. Um, and then you got out and, you know, we switched spots there. Yes. Um, but we were watching something on YouTube on a phone while we were doing this. I do remember no, that. we were watching Big Little Lies <gasps> this entire time. We were trip. we were watching we Big were Little like Lies. A, an episode or two into Big Little that's Lies. Right. So um, that's what we were watching right. while we were on while we were in the hot tub. Right, right, right. In the jacuzzi room. In the jacuzzi room. Um and so yeah, I mean it was kind of crazy because at this point I think we'd got there, it's like seven o'clock, we're in the jacuzzi, and then we're like, we're in bed. <laughs> like we it, I think we were in bed at like asleep by like eight o'clock which wasn't the worst thing in the world because we were driving across the state to get to to get to moab the next next day day. so we really did want an early sort of start um yes um quickly what like what did bryce canyon teach you i think bryce canyon taught me that there is so much to be discovered in something that may seem to be one thing but is a totally different sort of thing and like i i feel like that's very vague but what i mean by that is like we'd seen a canyon before we knew what a canyon was um we'd been to one other national park i'd been to three at that point and you know i think it taught me really to like not have any expectations because they just get blown out of the water like consistently like blown out of the water sorry that was very roundabout but you kind of know what i mean there too yeah um I think for me, Bryce Canyon taught me that there is there's so much we have not seen. I had never heard of that place. I had never, I didn't know it was there. I had no experience at all. Right. Um, I'd heard of Zion. I had heard of Grand Canyon. I'd heard of Arches. Um, but it was just like, in, in the middle of nowhere, there was this like incredible piece of beauty right. that... I think like it's a thing to remember just like everywhere in sort of any realm of this experience yeah. we're living here on this earth that yeah. um, no matter where you are, things, people can surprise you. Right. It is time to end this episode with some Jeopardy. It is. And and so, Dusty, throw me your category first right. this time. Because um, we are dealing with Bryce Canyon, mm-hmm. I decided to let another famous Bryce inspire this category. Is it Bryce Dallas Howard? It is Bryce Dallas oh, Howard. okay, great. So, in this category, you will need to... There are two sections okay. of the clue. I have included a quote from a film. Okay. And then if you can't get it, I also have another way to describe what's happening. Um, So so all you have to do is name the film. Great. Okay, here we go. Go. There was a sibling in case this one did not survive infancy, but she ate it. Informs Claire Deering, the workaholic and uptight manager of this theme park for which the film is named. Oh my god, I have no idea. We're we're looking for Jurassic World. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay right. Okay, great. Moving on. I heard my parents speaking of you. You wish to go to the towns. I think it is noble, but I do not think it is right. 
What is the village? That is right. Okay, great. Okay, Sorry. Great. You know who I was thinking about is Blythe Danner. <laughs> you were not know. I was Blythe like, Danner. I was like, I know who Bryce Dallas Howard is. And I like had a moment of like Blythe <laughs> Dannerdom. And I was like, what the hell is this movie? And I was like, I don't know a lot about Blythe Danner, but Bryce Dallas Howard, now no, that my memory know. has been jogged. Hi. Okay, great. Let's keep going. Okay, wonderful. Okay, forget it. I can just bring him back to the shelter in the morning. He'll be put back in a tiny cage with 10 other dogs who will bully him until he's eventually euthanized. Boasts Rachel when she tries to get Adam a therapy dog he doesn't want before being caught cheating on him all the while he's being treated with cancer. What is 50-50? That is correct. Okay. Yes. I specifically said drop old coats at my house, not commodes screams howard's villainous hilly holbrook while standing in the middle of her toilet filled yard in this jackson mississippi set film what is the help that is correct right and finally i'm gonna have to get into character to do this okay wonderful. hopefully you recognize this the little girl who when we were just five years old oh. in art camp, you're going to let me finish. I, you're going to let me fine. finish. Started talking to me because she saw I was scared and helped me make Mr. Rags. He reminds me of you and what you meant to me then. And I'm so honored to be here to see this shit. I love you, Nene. It's a Black Mirror episode. It is. And the name of it is... Oh, shoot. I can't remember the name of it. It has like a very specific. We name. were looking for a nosedive. Nosedive. Great. It's a wonderful episode of Black Mirror. Oh Ooh, my God. Girl, go it's it. so good. All right. Well, that was great. I love that. I'm so glad. All right. My category is state alphabet soup. Okay. I'm ready. So the way this category works is I'm going to give you a clue. Mm-hmm. And that clue is going to be made up of two state abbreviations that spell a word. You have to give me the states and the word that it spells. Oh, this is great. Oh, I had so much fun writing this. I am so ready for that. Ready? Mm -hmm. The abbreviation of this West Coast state that bears the name of our first president and the abbreviation of this state, commonly known as the Land of Lincoln, combined to create the noise Mary Todd may have made when walking in on her husband and another man. I'm stuck on the second one, the Land of Lincoln. I know the first one is Washington, which mm-hmm. is W-A. Mm-hmm. And then the second one, Land of... I mean, I thought Lincoln, Nebraska. Is that... That's wrong. What is that? What is whale? Whale. Whale. Mm-hmm. Whale. Oh, like I-L, like Illinois. Yeah, Lincoln. Like Illinois. Whale. Yeah. Ooh, mm-hmm. that was great. All right. And they are in order, so don't, you don't have to, like, scramble here. Okay, okay great. great. Thank you. I appreciate so, that. the abbreviation of this Keystone State with the abbreviation of this Bruce Springsteen album state combined to create the descriptor for the small individual pieces that are a part of the transparent ceiling you're breaking through. The Keystone State is Ohio? No, which one? Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Okay, so P-A and then... The small individual pieces that are making up the glass ceiling you're shattering. I don't know. It's Payne, P-A-N-E. The Bruce Springsteen album state is is Nebraska. Nebraska. See, Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. Okay, great. All right. They're only getting harder. Payne. Like the abbreviation. Okay, great. This is great. I love this. <laughs> the abbreviation of this penis-shaped state, combined with the abbreviation 
of two states that together would make a word for a type of sexual stimulation create the descriptor for the type of arrangements you'll get when you're cold and dead. Okay, so it's floral. That's correct. Is the word. Can so you give me the states? Florida, uh-huh. Oregon, and Alabama. That's correct. Yes. There you go. <laughs> oh my God, that was so satisfying. All right. I know this is like before, during, and after. So good. And I like did a lot of research on this. I'm I'm jamming You're on this. Very good. I'm jamming on this. All right. The abbreviation of this first state combined with the abbreviation of this first state to legalized gay marriage, combined with this western state, the twin of which holds mountains of presidents, combined to create a word that for a word for what a dominatrix may give when she says, lick my boots. Okay, so the first state is Delaware. Right. Which is D-E. Mm-hmm. Then the second thing was about the first state to pass gay marriage, which right. was Massachusetts, right. which is M-A. Right. And then finally the last one is, okay, so Mount Rushmore is in... South Dakota, mm-hmm. and it's the what the partner of South Dakota. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's North Dakota, which is ND. So that spells demand. Exactly, demands. Of okay, wonderful. And this last one that was four. Good. Oh my god! So strap in. Here we go. I'm ready. So listen to all the clues. I'm ready. The abbreviation for this Southern Peach State, combined with the abbreviation. For this Billy Joel state of mind state, combined with the abbreviation for this Northeast Lobster state, combined with the abbreviation for uh, this Rehoboth Beach state, create the largest of Jupiter's moon and a divine Trojan hero. Okay, I believe it's spelled G A N. Y M E D E. That's correct. Ganymede. That's correct. Yes. Congratulations. Oh my God. That was so that was good. a tough one. That was a tough one, but mm-hmm. that was good. Well yeah. done. That's I'm right. I'm impressed State by you, alphabet sir. soup. State alphabet soup. That mm-hmm. is good. Lots of fun. Oh, I like that. Well, we hope you like that too. And um, please subscribe to our podcast. For more Jeopardy. From other things. And other things and more adventures. And more drag queens. So many more drag queens. Hike early and hike often. Right. And adventures out there. It's so out there waiting for you. Go out there and get it. Get it, girl. Get it, girl. This has been Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast edition. Follow us on Instagram at Gaze at the National Parks. Or on Twitter at Gaze at the Parks. And that's Gaze, G-A-Z-E. That's right. This has been 
Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast edition. Gaze at the National Parks. Start that again. <laughs>